Hello and welcome to Mastering Manifestation and Reality Creation Podcast. Your host, Joshua Keen, offering a keen perspective on what it is to design, create, and live the life you love. Now on today's episode, this is really not going to be so much me talking to you or at you so much as it's going to be inviting you to join me through an emotional releasing session, an intention creating session just so you can get a glimpse of what this could sound like if you apply this properly in your own life. I say properly, like this is what works for me. Everyone has their own tools of what worked best for them. There's various techniques you can do to go about releasing. Uh, One of them that I love is called mind mapping, where there's a topic of interest to you, an area of focus in your life, and you allow yourself to take a piece of paper or whiteboard and you write down the word in the middle and you free flow, allow whatever words associations come up according to that word you write them down and that you'll get this prompting of like you just keep making arrows and connect the dots and you just you'll get this prompting and eventually it's like okay no i've expended that line of thinking that train of thought and then you look at the page and you see overall it's like oh well how do i feel about this thing and then you have a list of adjectives and words to describe it for yourself which gives you a clear picture of how your conscious you and your subconscious you align on the topic I say subconscious and conscious, there's conscious and other than conscious, there's the individual you and the collective you, so there's there's however you want to describe it. Um, that's really what this is. And so mind mapping is a great tool you can use. What I'm going to do is uh, auditory releasing uh, as well as some other techniques. So one of the things that I've come across and in my upbringing was I had a story about money and that story about money went something like this you got to work really hard to get it you got to save it and then sprinkled in there from various different people were as opposed to say like you know if you grew up in a wealthy family my story is like money is this great resource money is so powerful money is love money is currency money is energy money is vitality if you grew up in an environment similar to what i the conversation was people are always trying to take your money (laughs) Uh, you got to protect your money. You got to work hard for your money and sort of like the money doesn't grow on trees thing. It's like money was hard to get. That's sort of the thing for the family I grew up in. And, uh, and I say that because there are times that we're living as a family paycheck to paycheck family of five, $20 seemed like a lot, um, to my parents at one point in time. So I, I just articulate all this to paint the picture of the environment I grew up with around money, and that's not a problem. It's just a point of resistance, an outdated belief, if you will, that's here to get released and let go of. So that's the topic of today's session is I'm going to work through, and I've done a lot of work on money, and I'm just I'm taking a temperature check, if you will, because 2020, there's some stuff happening in the world of finances. And um, what I'm really clear on is that if I'm having... So if my relationship with money is one of love, appreciation, and gratitude, knowing how the laws of the universe work, law of vibration, law of attraction, law of rhythm, law of polarity, universal oneness, all these various laws, I get that if I'm giving love, appreciation, gratitude on the topic of money, I'll get that back. And then it becomes this question of like, oh, so what would love, appreciation, gratitude look like in physical form? Well, you probably have a lot of money to be grateful for. You'd appreciate the money you have. And you love the fact that you have money to be able to use for the causes that are important to you. Right? That's one way you could look at that. 
and you get to decide what the physical manifestation looks like for you. And this is what, when people say define what success looks like, success is just this word, which really means succession, meaning the next in a sequence of events of your life. So if you're not defining what you'd like the next sequence to be, i.e. reality creating, uh, even if it occurs for you, you're going to be oblivious to it and you're going to feel unfulfilled and dissatisfied and potentially, you know, whatever other emotion that comes to you burnt out could be one of them. Whereas if you define success as succession, the next event you'd like to experience and you're really clear on what it looks like, A, you increase the likelihood of it happening because you know what you're working toward. And I say you know what you're working toward as in like work being you are the cause in the matter, right? Your intention of what this clear picture of success looks like impressed on your subconscious mind, if you prefer that terminology, gives your subconscious mind it's like you're giving an artist you're saying hey i'd like a painting that includes a tree and a mountain and a river and the sun and some grass and you have some creative creative freedom there to show me what i'd like those things and the rest of it you can surprise and delight me with and so that's why it's important to define success what it looks like for you because you're spelling out what the physical manifestation will look like because it can it's unique it's personalized it's individualized custom to you you guys get that this is it's an incredible experience to start manifesting a life you love in real time it's great <laughs> highly encourage it for everybody to start practicing these materials um and to just get really clear on what you'd like to experience next what you'd like to get to give next such that what would you like to give it uh get out of it and i say that in the sense of like it's not about giving to get it's giving knowing that you'll get back what you give so if you follow that, it's not about giving such that you get. It's giving, knowing. It's giving in the knowing that you will inevitably get back what you do give. So if you give anger freely, if you give judgment freely, you will attract back anger and judgment. If you give off displeasure about your current job, financial circumstances, or health, you're going to get back displeasure on the topics of job financial circumstances and health so the key is to choose to dictate to be responsible i said to dictate so it's like to choose your response to any emotionally regardless of the situations unfolding around you because that's what you're giving off there's a situation unfolding call it finances and if you're one of the six million plus people that just filed for unemployment the question becomes, are you giving off the, I'm really grateful I'm taken care of by the government to some extent? So gratitude. Or there's people who are freaking out. And it's not to say one's right or wrong. It's simply to say one occurs to me is preferred. Because if you're grateful for the money that's coming to you, you're creating a relationship of gratitude around money. And just like a relationship with a person in your life, do you like spending time with people who are grateful that you spent time with them? Or do you prefer to spend time with people that are angry at you when you're not around? And when you are around, they just let you know how infrequently you've been around. <laughs> like you're not going to want to come to them. That's what most people's relationship with money seems to be. It's like they're angry that the money doesn't come to them. And when it does come, they don't appreciate the money that comes. They're saying, where have you been? And how long will you stay? So imagine being in a physical, intimate relationship with that type of person. Would you want to go near that situation? Probably not. <laughs> so that's sort of what money does for a lot of people. 
And um, so I'm going to check in right now on myself. And you guys get to bear witness this if you prefer. And if not, you can feel free to sort of shut off the episode now and go about doing this on your own. So what I'm doing, I'm not so much as creating an intention around money currently. I could, I might. Uh, but the idea, the object, what I'm going for here is simply to do an investigation on what is my relationship with money. I'm getting clarity on it. So where do we begin? Where do I begin? So money. What is the first thought that comes to mind when I say money? Yeah. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> that came to mind. Show me the money. And then we got this other thing of like, show me the money because it's not here. Ooh, did you guys catch that? So now I can look at that. So that's one thing to look at. The money's not here. First limiting belief. Is it true? No. <laughs> and if you're familiar with the work of Byron Katie, you'll get what this comes from. I'll follow the, can I absolutely know that it's true? The money's not here. No, it's untrue. And then if you really, so for myself, that just had a huge releasing. I don't know if you could even hear it or sense it on the microphone. However, if you really want to hammer this in for yourself, the next question Byron Katie offers is, how do you feel when you believe the thought, in this case, that money isn't here? Angry, right? Um, Vilified is a word that comes up. And disgruntled. Growl, growl, I don't know. <laughs> Growling, I don't know. Hackles. So I say, okay, that's you know, this pleasant, unpleasant, and then ungrateful. And then the next question she would ask is, who would you be? And you can close your eyes when you do this, as I typically do. Who would you be without the thought that money? is not here now meaning if you were incapable of entertaining that thought that thought you never even heard somebody say that in your life so you take this meditation you go in you say if i'm incapable of having a thought how would i feel <laughs> Woo! Woo. Woo. yeah yeah <laughs> Like that. <laughs> oh, how do you articulate that? So joy, gratitude, bliss, appreciation, abundance, gracefulness, gratefulness, gratefulness. So much gratefulness. Um, exuberance, excitement, a little bit. Not so much as like too much. Just like you notice the charge of energy coming through you. That's great. Oh, freedom and flow. Oh, presence of being. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Sorry, these are like, I told you I'd invite you into the session. So if you're judging me for my emotions and the sounds I'm making, that's you're, you're allowed to. And I encourage you to like, this is could what it ends up looking like for you as you progress in your mastery of this. Because to suppress what you're feeling is a resistance to it. And a reality creator, a master of manifestation does what they can to release all resistance. Right, and so if I'm like, suppress like if i'm like, ah, 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 recording this podcast and i don't want to be embarrassed because it's emotions and all you know like if that's what i'm suppressing that is a resistant thought and it's unnecessary 
because what I'm here to do and the reason I'm doing all these seemingly embarrassing things and expressing these emotions the way I am, it's like, <laughs> is to show you what it could look like to live a life free from expectation of others and limitation. Woo. <laughs> you know, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love being alive. I love getting to sh- express this with all of you guys who are listening. All right, so back to the... Right, <laughs> this is what happens. This is momentum in action, right? So we've cleared away some wreckage on the topic of money, and I got the momentum flowing, and it's just oozing, oozing, oozing good vibes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Now, you could ride that gravy train, right? You can ride that momentum for as long as you choose, right? You don't have to ever put a stop on that positive momentum if you choose not to. Like life will provide the opportunities for you. You really never have to consciously stop having a good life. You know, you'll get exposed to some contrast and some new circumstances that might temporarily pull you out of it. And eventually when you learn to master this, even those stop pulling you out of it, they become data points of like, ooh, this is an indicator that I'd like to go left instead of right. Thank you, indicator. (laughs) right? That's, that's really all it amounts to is like all these events that happen. You're like clarity on what you prefer next, clarity on what you prefer next, clarity on what you prefer next. Either you like what shows up, you enjoy it. And you're like, when I say like, it's either you enjoy and have great emotions in the presence of what's showing up. And you're like, okay, more of this, more of what's showing up, more of what's manifesting. Or you notice something where it's like, Ooh, hmm, prefer this other thing. And then that just becomes all it is. It's, ooh, like, you know, thank you for being here and being you. You know, thank you for being so you that I'm clear on that I prefer other than you. (laughs) Right? That's what it amounts to. So if you're looking at a lack of money, it's like, you know, thank you, life, for showing me the experience of a feeling like money's not here, such that I'm really clear that money's always been here. And that... If I'm here and I'm recording this podcast, which I am, I've always had enough money in life to get to where I am now. And where I am now, I feel like I have plenty of money. So therefore, I've always had enough money because I'm here now. And if I didn't have enough money to get here now, I wouldn't be here now. So I've always had enough money. I have plenty of money. And I appreciate getting more money. Because I have plenty of money to do what I'm doing at the moment. And in order, and part of the plan, not in order to, but part of what's happening next is it occurs to me that it will call for a lot more money. The vision that I have and the message that I feel is going to get created and delivered through me to the world is going to call for resources um, beyond what I've currently manifested. I say currently, just I get that everything happens now, so I've actually manifested them. It's just a matter of timing. So this is the other thing. And if you're noticing in my voice some sentiment of feeling disempowered, it's because like I'm being really clear, like I have enough money and I'm attracting more. And the fear that's there is if I say, well, if currently I have plenty of money, but I'm asking for more, do I really have plenty of money? Right. That's the thoughts that come up for some people who are listening to this, this this seems like such a trivial part of the conversation, unnecessary, but these are the things you're looking to catch. 
because those little thoughts are resistant thoughts. And so if you follow Abraham Hicks, he talks about non-resistant thoughts. So if I have a thought that says I have plenty of money, and it says, well, if you have plenty, why do you need more? That's a resistant thought to potentially like me asking for even more money. So I says, why do you need more? It's like, well, I could use more because I'd like to employ people. I'd like to have editors for this and the YouTube channel. I'd like to buy a house and design a studio such that my recording quality goes up exponentially, dramatically. I'd like to create, I have ideas of other things I'd like to create and invite people to participate in and share and create with me. And so all of that calls for a greater level of resource than I've accessed as of yet. Now, I'm very clear that the access is available now, and it's just a matter of identifying these resistant thoughts, point of this exercise, and to let them go. Because if I clear away any resistant thoughts about accruing massive, um, receiving, allowing massive wealth, accruing it, generating it, creating it, etc., manifesting it, well, then there's no resistance ever in any level of my being in the universe to me having it. And so therefore I get it because there's no resistance to it. The only reason you don't have something is because you have some form of resistance to having it. And most people that doesn't seem accurate, like I have no resistance to having money. It's like, well, if you think back to that analogy I made before, like, have you been angry at money for not being there? And when you get money, are you sort of angry at like, where have you been? And do you have this insecurity about how long will you stay? Because those are all resistances. And so unconditional love of money and this is the point of my exercise what I'm doing here now, is saying, I love money. I allow money to flow to and flu- oh, <laughs> flow through me freely. And so you're catching these stutters. So I'm saying, now there's a curiosity. The question I'm asking next is, okay, I allow money to flow through me freely. Is that true? <laughs> so there's two thoughts that came up. One said no, and the other said, well, I could. So now we can take it down either of those two paths. And it depends on your mood and what you're about to do. So if you're feeling in a good mood, you could take it down the path of, I could allow money to flow to and through me easily. And then you could transform that into, I allow money to flow to and through. So you could follow the path that way. If you're feeling in a sort of a lower state mood or more insecurity, if you notice this thing and it says, I allow money to flow to and through me easily, and the answer is no, you could say, okay, is it absolutely true? Follow the Byron Katie path, the work. And the answer is yes. <laughs> that was the answer that came up for me. I was like, yes. I was like seeing if I could turn it into no. I was like, no, the answer is yes. I absolutely know that it's true that I allow money to flow to and through me easily. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's that could also happen when you come to a new realization, an epiphany, a revelation, if you will. That kind of emotional response. Now, it's new, right? That's a new thing of like, oh, I know it's absolutely true that I allow money to flow to and through me easily or with ease. I allow money to flow to and through me with ease. So there's some part of me that said no, and there's the absolute part of knowing of me, the higher self, the inner being that says, I absolutely know that it's true that I allow money to flow to and through me with ease. So then I can follow that path and say, okay, so brain, how is it true or truer? How is it true that I allow money to flow to and through me with ease? 
well, I'd accept donations on Patreon for the listeners of this podcast. So that's, you know, easy enough. <laughs> and I'm grateful for it. And I appreciate it. And I allow that. I allow people to pay me for my coaching services, my one-on-one coaching services. I allow the company that I work for, uh, the nine to five while making the transition into this coaching and, t- you know, teaching, guiding, whatever you want to call it. I allow them to pay me. I allow myself, I mean, I've won money off scratch tickets in the past, so I allow that. I allow people to give me money. You know, I allowed my parents to give me money when I was growing up and I didn't have a job, source of income outside of them. <laughs> and like I said before, I've always had enough money to get to where I am now. I had enough money to buy this computer. I had enough money to buy this microphone. I had enough money to live in this apartment. I had plenty of money. So I've always been allowing money to flow to and through me with ease because if it didn't, I wouldn't be here. So I know that it's true. I've always allowed money. I allow money to flow to and through me with ease. Now, the next question for the reality creator would be like, okay, well, how could I allow more money to flow to and through me with ease? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm excited because this is what it's like if you're co-creating with a group of people you trust, like a mastermind. This is what it could be like. You introduce a question to the group of, Okay, so if we're all in the space of agreement that we allow money to flow to and through us with ease, and I say through because money is a currency, it's a current like electricity, it's designed to come and go, and your job is just to keep the current open, right, to keep access open to that current, that flow, so it's not about having money and hoarding money, it's about, and this is why I say like, it occurs to me I could really use the current of money to flow to me in great amounts because of where I'd like to pour it into on the other side of this, where I'd like to invest it in other people and other human beings and other projects and other causes such to make a transformative impact on the world for generations to come. So that's like a worthy reason to keep the current open (laughs) at an expanded level capacity. Right. If you're thinking like electrical capacity, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the, the question is, this is where questions are so key, so important, because they cue you in under what you believe. And again, as a reality creator, your goal is to release resistance. Because if there's no resistance to you having the thing, by the laws of nature, you have it. Right? If you have a cup in your hand, there's no resistance to you having the cup in your hands, you have it. Now, you might have an insecurity about how long the cup's going to stay. And if you do, I guarantee you that eventually something would happen where you lose the cup. Or you transform the belief such that you're no longer being insecure about losing a cup. Money's the same way. So I'm noticing tension right now in my neck. So I'm curious like what this is arising from. And so oh, sometimes just noticing it dissipates, it disappears, it dissolves away. <laughs> All right, so back to the topic of money. So I've investigated a little bit, so let me go further, right? Because this is what you guys are here to get. You're here to get a preview of what it could look like to create reality in real time. And I say this, like, I'm clear that I'm recording on a microphone, and the only moment we ever live in is now. You never live in the past, you just could have a memory of the past, and if you're remembering the past, you're in the process of memory now, or you're in the act of remembering now. And if you're thinking about the future, you're thinking now about a future now moment. So when you're creating reality in real time, what it is, is you're creating the space of non-resistance, and you're having faith that in perfect timing, this reality will come into being in form for you. That's what non-attachment is like for reality creators. And when you're ready, that reality will appear. And that's where sort of the surprise and delight could sometimes come into play. Now, there's other times where you just are so tuned in 
you see the synchronicities leading up to this where it's like it's not even a surprise it's like this natural delay of like oh of course this is happening i could witness it occurring the entire time leading up to this point it's great and i've had that occur and that's really cool too like for me i get great enjoyment out of seeing the little synchronicities that don't seem to be related to this greater thing i'm manifesting coming together because i'm like oh my god on the path (laughs) oh my god on the path oh my god on the path and then it's like oh my god I've been on the path the whole time. Woot woot. And um, yeah, then eventually you realize you get to the point of the path that you've been visualizing and you realize the path continues on even beyond that, which is great too, because then you get to continue co-creating, et cetera, et cetera. So money, relationship with money. Give you another example. So I said I allow money to flow to and through me with ease in great amounts. How about that one? I'll make a, so I I said I wasn't going to make an intention. I'll create an intention, right? Because this is sort of where you'll cover, you'll uncover resistances when you actually seek to create an intention. And now I'm doing this in the context of podcasts. And let me be clear, like this is a very sacred space for me, creating an intention. Because it is literally asking of the universe to bend reality to what we seek to create. We are harnessing, not harnessing, we're calling upon the divine power inherent within our being to shape the world around us, transform what's occurring around us, transform our experience of life. Like, I don't know how to say this, like asking the universe to create the world that you love is a sacred inquiry. (laughs) Like, I'm making this intention for the space of I'm holding sacredness on this side of the microphone. I have some incense burning over here. My shoes are off. My feet are planted firmly on the ground. I'm creating from the space of I'm doing this out of love for you and what you can create. And in doing so, I am enriched by the co-creation that we all participate in. The collective of who we are. So like for me, it's a very sacred moment. (laughs) So please, you know, my playful attitude, my sort of carefree approach, please, I ask you not to mistake that for a lack of sort of reverence, if you will, that could be a word you use that's sort of heavy, but I'll say like respect for yourself, right? It's not about you respecting others. It's understanding that who you are is the thing that's creating the reality as we experience it, as it occurs for us. And it's in that divine appreciation that you hold the space and say, can we make this next? That would be such a wonderful thing to enjoy. That'd be such a wonderful thing to enjoy. And that's the space to create, saying, I'm creating the divine space of, hey, it occurs to me that this would be wonderful to create, experience, and enjoy, and that would enrich us all. Can we create this? Oh, we can. Okay. So what do I need to let go of in order to create this? Because the greater whole of me has already created it. As soon as I ask, it's created. It's done. Because it's imagined. If you can imagine it on some level of you, it exists already here and now. And then it's a matter of transforming it from higher levels of energy into lower levels of energy that we call the physical plane. And so I just say, when you're doing these intention sessions for yourself, like carve out time away from other people, unless you're coming together for the purposes of this, carve out time away from people, take off your shoes, make it a sacred space, be calm, be at ease, be playful, be joyful. And I say, don't take like, don't take it too seriously because it's designed to be a game. It's designed to be fun. I say the game in the sense of like, there's a greater whole of us that's non-physical and the physical place is sort of like the arena. It's where we play the game. There's other games on other levels and it's just like, this is one of them. 
it's a place of learning and fun and enjoyment and we get most enjoyment out of discovering what it is we're capable of becoming Ta-da! that's why it feels as great as it does to actually fulfill in our potential because we're going through the divine process of creation, which is self-discovery of what it is we're capable of realizing and becoming for ourselves. We're expanding our capacity for evolution. We're taking life to the next level. On all areas of our being, we're taking everything to the next level of being. That's the divine process, purpose, etc. However you want to call that. So create a sacred space when you're doing intentions because it is a sacred exercise for yourself. You don't need to create a sacred space for me. Do it because you yourself are going into the divine process that's created the universe. It's like that's kind of worthy of, you know, dedicating its own specific time to and space uninterrupted. And I'll come back and I'll finish on one more thing around money. So if you are... Because money is just a resource. So it's are you resourceful or not? You could even say resourced. So I allow myself to be resourced greatly by life in the universe. (laughs) All right. So I vocalized that intention. And what was there for me was a space of flow and creativity and creation. So there was no thoughts that came up counter to it. And there was this clearing, this opening of like, okay, you created the space for this. And now we're going to fill it with great resources. Best way to describe that. Because again, language is just an attempted translation of an energetic impulse you feel from your highest self when you're in this process. So it's like language is kind of sloppy. So you do your best to be clear and specific and creating the intention about what it is you precisely exactly like to create. And then you understand that there's a knowing of you that knows exactly what you mean. It appreciates the words you use because that dictates your associations in your mind. Like for some people, work is equated with hard work. For myself, work, it means being the cause. So if I'm always working, it means I'm always being the cause and the effect is my life. So I'm a conscious reality co-creator however you want to call that reality creator i say co-creator in the fact that like there's different levels there's a physical level there's the who i am that is all of who we are there's divine components working out well for me that i'm not consciously controlling like sunrise (laughs) right there's another piece of me the greater whole of me that's got that part and the co-creative piece comes from you know you and i could come together and we could co-create and I can create with the trees in nature. I create an experience with them. I create an experience with the river or a mountain, et cetera, et cetera. So work for me is simply being the cause and the effect is my life, my life experience, my living experience. So my, the work that I do is sort of the mental work, the emotional work, the energetic work of saying, here's what I'd like, here's how I'm defining success on an energetic and mental level such that this is what I'd like to have happen physically. It's what I prefer. And the universe and all its cooperative components, and then when you use the laws wisely, it brings that to, like, it just, it works out well for you. I know the way they work. The laws of nature and the creation and the universe, they always work. 
And so it's a matter of educating yourself on what those laws are, how to use them, and then practice putting them to work for you. Practice putting them to being the cause to create your desired effect. So one example is the law of gestation, which is one that trips up a lot of reality creators, which is you make an intention, it resonates, it feels good, and nothing happens for, say, a month. And then people start doubting their intention. Doubt is a resistant thought. So now, even though they might be a day away from realizing this intention, they've introduced resistance to it, so even if it occurs now, they can't see it and accept it. Gestation, much like you plant a seed and take some amount of time for a plant to grow or like have sex someone gets pregnant takes nine months for a baby typically like there's a gestation period for everything sometimes it's instantaneous sometimes it's a few seconds sometimes it's months or years and it's not about whether it happens it's about are you willing to maintain your point of attraction vibration long enough for it to happen and so knowing the law of gestation you can check in and say, okay, I created this intention, felt great when I created it. I'm thinking about it now and it still feels great. Okay, let me just continue feeling great and having the faith and trust that's coming into being informed for me in perfect timing. Because there's other cooperative components in the universe that are coming together for you, especially if it's bigger, quote unquote, bigger intentions or what seem like bigger intentions to you. That's really what creates it. Like, I had a bee land on me. Seconds after I had the thought of, I wonder what a bee feels like without getting stung. Because I saw a bee fly by, and I never had a bee land on me that didn't sting me. <laughs> you know, And I didn't have a bee land on me since I was like a young kid. I'm not even sure that I've ever had a bee land on me. I think I poked a bee once that was trapped in a bottle and it stung me. And since then, I've had an interesting relationship with bees. And so that's my background. And I was sitting at this coffee, and I was having lunch with a friend. And I saw a bee fly by, and I was sort of curious. like, you know, that bee looks kind of fun and cool. I wonder what it would be like to just like feel what the bee feels like without getting stung. Because the last time I touched a bee, I got stung. And it landed on my hand a few seconds later. And it crawled. And I must have had some sort of like substance, sugar on my hand. Like it's nectar gathering thing. Like it started licking my hand. I, I know what it now feels like to get licked by a bee. How many of you can say that? <laughs> and that was almost instantaneous because I was just pure love, pure joy. The cooperative component, the bee was already in the space. And I had no resistance to it. I, I noticed the thought of like, oh, what if I get stung? And I caught it immediately and I said, it would never sting me. And even if it did, it wouldn't be bad. That was like the train of thought. So it was a non-resistance to getting stung, even if it did. And it was holding the space of, well, the bee wouldn't sting me because I'd give it no reason to. The bee has no desire to sting. It only stings when it feels threatened or attacked, etc. And that's, it would I would never threaten the bee. I'm here to play with the bee. <laughs> and so I give you... I'm, what I'm doing here, it occurs to me, if you're wondering where all this is going, I'm giving you a an, an snapshot into the real-time processes, thinking, tools, tips, tactics, strategies that mastering reality creation could look like, which is you're identifying points of resistance the moment you come up with the desire or intention, and you immediately dissolve them away, such that you're free to enjoy your intention energetically, emotionally in that moment, and then you have the trust and faith that in keeping that vibration, it will eventually come to pass. And you give up worrying about when it will come to pass because you know that, well, if the bee could land on my finger and that hadn't happened ever, well, then it could probably do anything else. How many people know what it feels like to get licked by a bee? What am I, like one out of like a million? And out of 7.5 billion? 
my one out of like a hundred thousand my one out of like a hundred like i don't know could be a pretty rare occurrence so if you want to play statistics statistically there's probably more millionaires in the world than people who have been licked by a bee without getting stung so what's harder to manifest that one only took me a few seconds <laughs> And so that plays the law of relativity. So anyway, I hope that you guys have found this podcast useful because it's uh, I'm articulating this just to help people get clarity on what it could look, sound like, be like in the experience of creating reality in real time. And to master reality is to set intentions for what you'd like to experience, you know, maybe 10, 20, 50 years out. That's fine. But also to get really good at it such that you're in the moment of now, you're present to what's happening now, and you're creating the next now moment simultaneously nearly so you're enjoying what's now and you're like okay like this oh and then reality lines up and you're like thank you and you guess you get into space of enjoyment and then life continues giving you more to enjoy because that's what you're giving off so you get it back so if you can move into a space where you're enjoying what is reality will give you more of what is to enjoy meaning what is will line up more with what you do enjoy such that you'll continue to get more of it effortlessly. You won't have to spend so much time creating intentions because life will just flow in a way that's enjoyable for you. You're stepping into the current stream of flow. This is what it is. Mastering reality creation is letting go of resistance in real time so you can step into the flow of that which you love and enjoy and appreciate because that's what you're giving off and that's what you'll get. And then life becomes this unfoldment of what you love, enjoy, and appreciate always. Ta-da! Secrets of life. Love you all. Have a great day. Be well.